Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. This morning as we gather, we are going to continue our series called Vision. We're exploring God's vision for His church, especially what it means for us here at Holy Savior to live out this vision, to be a people who are growing in Jesus and sharing His love. Let's go to our Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of this day. We pray that you bless us, Lord, that as we gather here, Lord, you fill us with your Holy Spirit and that your word shapes and molds us to be the people you desire us to be. We pray this, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, as we start this series this morning, uh, question for you. We're going to talk about, really quick here, metrics. You know what a metric is, right? A metric is how you measure something. So I'll give you an example. What is a metric that you would use to describe a beautiful day? I mean, is today a beautiful day? Well, some of you are saying yes. Some of you are sleeping already. You know, yeah, I would say today's a beautiful day. I mean, it, there's a gentle breeze blowing. You know, the sun is warm. If you're in the shade, you might be a little chilly. You know, but it's not brutally hot because, you know, earlier in the early fall and summertime standing out here in the sun, it was hot. It was dripping down with sweat. This is gorgeous. I love this. I would consider this a beautiful day. My metric for a beautiful day is a day like today. Sunny, cool, nice. Enjoy being outside. Well, let's talk about football. We talk about football. We talk about metrics, especially we talk about the Cornhuskers. I mean, you, let's use some metrics really quick. When you think about the Cornhuskers and you look at the last couple of years and the season that they have had, what metrics you, that you would probably use, like were they a winning team? Did they play well? You'd probably say, uh, no, how about yesterday's game? Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, they won. And not only did they win, it was kind of like the good old days, you know, when they really won. I mean, that, that's the metrics we use, right? Not only did they win, but they really won and they played well. And even if they didn't win, like last week, they played well. And so that's a good metrics that we use. We use metrics in our lives. You know, what, what makes you happy? There are certain things that we say, you know, these are metrics that make it a good day for me, that make me happy. Or what makes me laugh? Certain things, you know, make us laugh. We have a way of measuring what makes us laugh. And we do the same thing, too. We talk about the metrics of love. We can, you know, how do we define, how do we measure what love is, what true love is? Well, as we continue this series, we talk about gather. We talk about some of the, the realities of this world in which we live. And the things that we're dealing right, with right now, like, you know, the pandemic and, and conflict around that and politics and, and a, a changing culture and the reality that we have talked about in this series that, you know, a growing number of us deal with loneliness and a sense of separation about, you know, a worsening number of people, 61% say they are lonely. They don't have any deep connections. But we don't think life has to be this way. We believe we can make a difference, a positive difference in the lives of people. And so we want to buck this trend. So we gather to cultivate authentic relationships with real people. How many of you are real people? Hopefully, always put your hands up. I'm not sure what your metrics is to judge that by, but you're living, breathing, so... You know, you're real people. You have ups and downs of life. You're real people. And so we gather with real people to make a difference in our, one another's lives. We gather to cultivate these authentic relationships. We create a safe place where we can grow together as a person. And we go and make a difference 
and the lives of people in our community and the world. We gather. Well, today we're going to take a look at that text that we heard just a few minutes earlier. That's from 1 Corinthians. You may be familiar with that text, at least a part of that text. And let's put 1 Corinthians in context. There is two that we have letters from Paul to the church in Corinth, 1 and 2 Corinthians. And Paul visited this Greek city. So Paul, if you know Paul, who used to be Saul, Paul is a missionary. And as a missionary, he visited this Greek city somewhere in 50 and and 52 AD. And then now he's left that community of Jesus followers and they are growing and, and, and doing things. But then he's heard some things that are happening there that he's got to address. So he sends this letter somewhere as late 56 AD to 57 AD. And he's going to challenge them to examine their lives with the lens of the gospel. To examine their lives, to examine who they are as they gather, who they are as they grow, and who they are as they go in the lens of the gospel. Chapters 13 and 14 talk a lot about spiritual gifts and about the gifts that God has given his people, the resources that God gives his people, just like he's given each and every one of us gifts, those spiritual gifts and and those fruits of the Spirit that Paul writes about in Romans. He's given us these gifts so that we can, as we gather together, grow and go. In fact, this text is one that you may be familiar with, whether you realize it or not, because it's just a few verses earlier that we have a text in 1 Corinthians that's often thought of as a wedding text. And it's a great text for a wedding. I've done a number of weddings where 1 Corinthians 13 is the text they use because it talks about what? You can shout it out. I can hear you barely. Yeah, love. You can say it online. Love. It talks about love. It talks about all these great things. And it says, but the greatest of these is what? Husker football. Because that's love, right? Because you got to love the team even when they're not playing well. And when they're playing well, you really love them. No, but it talks about love. It's saying all of these gifts that you may have, what really matters, what really is what it's all about is love. The metrics of love. So we talk about metrics. If we talk about these metrics of how we measure, whether it's football, whether it's the weather, what makes a beautiful day, what makes us happy or what makes us laugh. But we also talk about the metrics of the church. And as we look and define us, as we gather together, whether we gather, you know, outdoors for worship or indoors, whether we're gathering in large groups, eating donuts and coffee, or, you know, having chili and cinnamon rolls. I know that's in January, but, you know, it's great because we're gathering out food. Or we're gathering to serve our community and we're giving out candy. That the metrics that really defines us, that helps us to evaluate, you know, are we gathering as God's people? Is that love? That love that is patience and and goodness, that love that is kindness, that love that is not easily provoked. And Paul puts all of this in light of love. Now we talk about love. So I brought with me, this is my, because I didn't have everything I wanted. I got my wig. This is, this, I'm going to get dressed up for trunk or treat. I don't know if you can figure out, this is a mop head, you know. How many of you remember the mop head look? Some of you are old enough to remember that. And there was this band, you know, that existed in the 60s that had this kind of look. Do you know what band that is? Yeah, you know, Bob's like, the Beatles. I mean, anyone Beatles fans out there? See, I was going to do the whole Sgt. Pepper Lonely Heart Club, like, outfit. And I was going to order that, but that's not going to come for a couple more weeks, so I got to wait. But I got the mop head. 
You know, and, and of course, one of their songs, you know, a lot of their songs talk about love, but one of the songs they're really known for is that song that starts out just with, the, with that music, and it starts out with what? Love, love, love. I'm singing all alone. But, you know, they, they tried to define what love is. And, of course, you know, the definition of love by various artists throughout the years, whether it's the Beatles or someone else, is a love that is, is often, you know, the sense of feeling and maybe a sense of peace and tranquility. But Paul really defines this love for us. Again, this love in 1 Corinthians 13, that's why it's a great passage. This love is patient. It is kind. It is not self-serving, not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It is a love that serves, a love that is giving, a love that is generous, a love that reflects the love that God has for us in His Son, Jesus Christ. That is Jesus who demonstrates this love for us, for you, for me, and for the world. And Paul talks about the, how this is the metrics for us as a church. Not about how big we are, how loud we are, how traditional or contemporary we are, but love. That we are defined and known by love. Our love for one another. Our love for all others in our community, in our world. To love because God loves everyone. Everyone. God loves everyone. Jesus died for everyone. Jesus died for you, and he loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you with a love that you, a love that I don't deserve, but a love that he gives to us freely in his grace and his mercy. You know, Paul writes about, in a number of times when he writes these letters, he's challenging the church to get the matrix right. One of the other times that Paul writes a letter is to the church in Galatia. And in Galatia, Paul is writing this letter because there are this group of people called the Judaizers. They were Jewish people who had, you know, believed that Jesus was the promised Messiah. But what they were often doing is telling those Gentile believers, those who were not Jewish but followers of Jesus, that they needed to be circumcised. And circumcision really was shorthand for you got to live under the old covenant. In other words, this is how we're going to have a matrix. We're going to show that we're truly good and godly people. We're going to be circumcised. Now, we don't do circumcisions today in the church. She'll so go, whew. But we do often have ways that we tend to judge ourselves and judge others and judge our community. But Paul, you know, right after Paul challenges those Judaizers, Galatians 5, 6, he says these words, which I think really can revolutionize how we understand ourselves today and how we understand what it means for us as we gather and as we grow and as we go. Listen to Paul's word in Galatians 5, 6. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. Listen to those words again. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. Love, Paul says, the kind of quote from the Beatles, is all that you need. Love is all that we need because the love that we have in, from our God, the love that he pours out upon us in his son, Jesus Christ, the one who gave his life for us, the God who demonstrated his love for us by giving his one and only son, as he showers us with his, his love, as he shapes us with his love. He says that is the matrix by which we define ourselves, we understand ourselves, that we are a people who express our faith in love. 
Let me really quick give you five simple ways we can express this faith and love. And this is by no means the only five ways, but five, I think, key ways, especially as we think about being a community of Jesus followers who gather together. The first is by listening. Just imagine as we express love to one another and love to others as we listen. How many of you are good listeners? Like nobody's hand went up. <laughs> How many of you try to be good listeners? Okay, that's better. Yeah, we, we try. And you know what? That's one of the ways we can express love to one another. We can express our faith and love as we listen to one another. Not only to one another, but others in our community, even people we don't always agree with, that we don't think the same way, that we can simply listen. The second way we can express faith through love is by our generosity. Our generosity, the gifts that we bring here, the financial gifts, yes, you know, obviously, those gifts, big and small, we can express our faith because, you know, we use those gifts to be an expression of love to one another and out into our community from the refugees to the kids and the families that will gather here for Trunk or Treat on October 30th. That as we are generous, it is an expression of our faith through love. Third way we can do that is by being encouraging to one another. A number of times we are called, we are challenged to encourage one another because life is challenging. Life is full of hardships and difficulties and we need that encouragement. Encouraging one another as we had in our, one of our first texts in this series from Hebrews that part of why we gather together is to encourage one another. To encourage one another in our faith and encourage one another to grow in this love and to share this love. To encourage one another when we feel worn down by life's challenges and hardships. The fourth is by acts of kindness. That we show kindness to one another, of course. It starts here. That we are kind to each other. And I've seen that so many different times that you have been kind to one another. That just like you've been generous to one another and generous to the ministry here and generous with your time and your talents and your treasures, but they're also that we are kind. And it's not always to be easy to be kind. I mean, it's easy to be kind to people you like and people you know. But people we don't know or people we don't like, yet we are called to express our faith in love. And the love that we express is the love that God has for us. His kindness, His grace is not something we deserve but it is something he freely and willingly gives us. And the fifth way we can express our faith through love is by praying for others. That we lift one another up in prayer. Even imagine what it would be like on Sunday morning, you know, we gather for worship and, and we have donuts and coffee and then maybe some other fun stuff to eat and drink as we're sitting there together. And as we gather there, that's a time for us to connect with one another. It's a time not just to come and do worship and check the box and say, hey, I gathered or I ate my donut real quick and I went out the door. But that time of donut and coffee, that time of being together in worship, it is a time for us to listen to each other. It is a time for us to be generous in our gifts and generous of ourselves to one another. It is a time for us to encourage one another, to show kindness to one another, and to pray for one another, to express our faith as we love one another, as our God has loved us. Because love, Paul says, is all that we need. Nothing else matters. This is the only thing that matters, Paul says in Galatians 6, 5, 6. Faith expressing itself in love.
So the challenge for us going forward as we live out this vision, as we live out this calling that our God has for us, is that we express our faith in love. Not only as a community of God's people, as we do things like, you know, welcome refugees or collect backpacks or here in the near future, you know, winter garments for the kids at three of our local schools. Or as, you know, we set up cars and, and give out candy to families for trunk and treat. But love to one another as we care for each other. And even as we go out as families, as individuals, that we think about Every day, not just on Sunday, not just when we do church things, but every day, how am I expressing my faith today in love? And that's the challenge as we go into this new week. How will we, how will you express your faith in love? Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing love and grace. We thank and praise you for this amazing love and grace that we do not deserve, but you give to us in your son, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the love that you gave, the love that sent you willingly to the cross for us. Lord, your love is all that we need, and it is your love that shapes our faith and our faith that is expressed in love. Bless us, we pray, Holy Spirit, that we would be a people who gather, who grow, and go a people who gather in faith, expressing that faith in love, love for each other, love for the people in our community and the world. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God